Hey, it's Perrin. Before we start today's show, I got a favor to ask of you. We recently set a record for daily podcast downloads in a single day. We hit about 550 downloads, and that was a record by a good shot for us. We appreciate everybody who's in our network and in our audience. And just like you, when you grow your patient base through referrals, we grow our podcast audience through referrals. If you're on your iPhone, for example, and you're looking at our podcast episode or the title page on it, there are three little dots in the upper right-hand corner. If you click on those three dots, it brings up a menu. And most of the way down the menu, there's something that says share show. If you click on share show, you can text or email our podcast to any of your friends or colleagues or people you think might benefit from the subject matter we share. We get a lot of great compliments on the content we share from almost every phone call I take. And I really appreciate everybody being in the audience. So if I'm not asking too much, I'm going to ask you to share our show with a couple of friends, colleagues, or people you think might benefit. It's the way we'll expand our audience. And DeWalker and I would be eternally grateful for it. Thanks very much in advance. And with that, on to the show. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or other healthcare provider, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everyone to season two, episode 32 of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast, one I'm gonna call the sell side process. Does it take five months or does it take five years? That's right. There's a lot of in between and a lot of things to consider if you're planning on taking your business to market. Could be taking it to market in 2022, could be taking it to market in 2023 or 2024. What on earth could we fill an entire episode with as it relates to all that? Stick around, I'm gonna tell you. It'll surely be a note-taking episode. So get your pad and pen ready, brew another wonderful cup of that meal of coffee. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Well, welcome everyone once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports. I've been joined the last couple of episodes by my partner, DeWalker Sinha, Dr. Det, as I like to call him. And in the prior episode, I was actually joined uh, by one of our longtime clients and great friend of the show uh, and of Polaris overall, J- Dr. Jason Tenuri of Finger Lakes Dental. We did an interview together with the Group Dentistry Now people and Bill Newman. That was a tremendous amount of fun, and I hope you got a lot out of that. So it is early August when I am recording uh, this podcast session. we got about five months to go before the end of the calendar year, depending on when you are listening to this. And at this point, we typically have a lot of people booking calls with us 
who are contemplating possibly selling their business. Now, it's a little bit tight if they uh, if they desire to get a transaction done before the end of the calendar year. It's probably something you should have planned on a lot earlier and started the process a heck of a lot sooner. That being said, we have been able to pull some minor miracles and close transactions in as little as four to five months. So it is still doable. But as I was thinking about today's episode, taking a business to market and selling that business is quite an undertaking. And when somebody asks me, Perrin, how long does it typically take, as is the answer to almost every other question in my life, I say it depends. And it does depend on a lot of things. In this episode today, I'm going to give you a lot of things to think about and a lot of what what it depends upon in terms of how long that might take. So let's back up just a little bit and let's talk briefly about transactions overall. And this is something you want to think about even if you are not going to take your business to market in 2022. This is something to really consider and the appropriate time to consider it if you're desiring to take your business to market in 2023 or potentially even 2024. I teased that in the introduction and it really is altogether true. So when we start talking about the process and selling a business, there are a couple of fundamentals I want to uh, reinforce to you. And you've heard me say this before. There's an old adage in the world of mergers and acquisitions. And the quote goes something like this, you name the price, I'll determine the structure. That's usually said from the buy side context. And the reason for that is that people all too often think about two things when they think about selling their business. They think about how quickly can you get it done and what's the number I'm going to get? Well, the adage, you name the price, I'll determine the structure, really tells you all you need to know. Structure beats price every day. And the structure is dependent upon what you desire out of that particular transaction and potentially the second bite of the apple, which we'll talk about in just a second. So it's really important to sit down with your advisor at least a year in advance. Honestly, if it were us, we'd rather know about two to three years in advance um, so that we can be prepared and help you prepare for it. Uh, And that's what this podcast is about. But one of the aspects of preparing for it is to try to understand what you want your post-sale role to be and do you want to roll any equity into that entity. Structure matters more than price. And the quote, you name the price, I'll determine the structure, as said from the buy side context, tells you all you need to know on what they place the greatest um, level of emphasis on. It is absolutely structure and not price. The next thing to keep in mind, and this is sort of the corollary to what I just said, is that transactions are really made up of two key components, cash flow and risk. Who inherits most of the risk uh, after the transaction is done and where does most of the cash flow accrue? So if you do have more cash in a transaction as a seller, chances are the buyer is going to have more of the risk and the, the the EBITDA multiple and transaction value will probably be lower. On the other hand, if you take less cash and you want to roll more equity into the parent company, then it's more of a shared risk, a blended risk aspect, and there's less cash involved probably be reasonable to assume a higher valuation multiple and potentially a a higher overall transaction value. So 
cash flow and risk are the two key components of every transaction. When we start talking about how long does it take, we start to think through an exit timeline. And initially, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a mar- what we know what we call a marketed sales process. That's where we build a book on your business. We send it out to a bunch of qualified buyers. They sent they sign uh, non-disclosure agreements and want to look at data rooms and stuff and really understand your your business. Then they start to submit an indication of interest IOI or a letter of interest LOI. That whole marketed sales process probably somewhere between about two and four months long. Um, depending on the business, depending on how many interested buyers they are, depending on a number of things, figure two to four months of being in market. The due diligence and closing process after a letter of intent has been signed is somewhere between about three and eight months. Again, depending on the complexity of the transaction, how big the business is, and a lot of other factors involved with it. So at a minimum, this marketed process to promote your business and the closing process Uh, involved with due diligence is a minimum of about four to five months. So when somebody says, hey, Perrin, how how long does it take? At least four to five months. A typical selling process is probably going to be nine to 12 months if everything goes according to plan. But again, we've seen them happen somewhere as little as four to five months in time. So It's really important to work with an advisor before you start the go-to-market process because there may be some, um, you know, some problems in your business, some areas to uncover, um, you know, that you need to solve for that could hamper a deal getting done or um, they could blow up a transaction altogether. You've heard us talk about this, but, you know, there they could be associates that are uh, uh, listed as 1099s instead of W-2s, um, could be some leases that aren't assignable, could be your current debt level in terms of the net cash value after the transaction might be too high, could be some poison pills in the operating agreement with partners and unanimous sale provisions. There are a lot of potential landmines. Those are just a handful. But obviously, if you're working with an advisor before you're in market, we would l- rather uncover all of these before you go to market and and solve them before that process gets going. And if that's the case, you might have some cleanup to do before you actually enter a marketed sales process. And that cleanup could be as little as three months, could be uh, as long as six months, but there may be some housekeeping before you start that marketed sales process. So now the 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 typical window that I mentioned before of like five to 12 months, well, we just added another three to six to that. And this is why I say it would be great if you talk to us before you decide that you're ready to go to market so that we can help you make the best decision and candidly get the best value out of it. And that could involve some cleanup process. Obviously, you want to know what your walkaway number is um, uh, for the business and, and what the minimum is you're willing to take. And you want to work with us to determine whether or not the business would substantiate that. If it won't, then we may need to, to work together on uh, understanding what some low-hanging fruit is in your business. Where are some areas of not just cleanup, but operational and financial and, and revenue improvement that you could make in the business? If you have a minimum number you want to put in the bank 
from the transaction, we need to be able to run the numbers and run some projections based on current levels of valuation, your current debt structure, uh, what we think a reasonable uh, transaction structure might be, and, and basically give you a sliding scale on whether or not we think we're going to be able to hit that. And if we do, great, we'll go to market. If we don't think that's realistic, then let's look for some areas where we think that there may be some business improvement at hand. And what's it going to take to generate that? Is that low-hanging fruit? Is it short-term cost containment? Or is it more revenue generation? Maybe you got to hire a couple of associates or add some additional days and hours to, to get the revenue lift and the EBITDA margin expansion. That could be as, as in terms of improving the business, that could be as little as nine months, could be as long as 18 months. And we just tacked that on to uh, a marketed sales process and a closing process plus a cleanup process. And now we're potentially in in a process that could be as long as 24 to 36 months okay so if you're working with an advisor and you give them enough notice and you say hey Perrin, i'd love to be in market uh in the year 2024 and i tell you look that's 18 months away that sounds completely reasonable let's take a look under the hood and see if you're ready to go now or if there is some potential cleanup or, or revenue generation, uh, EBITDA maximization opportunity to get the business polished up and ready to go to market on January 1, 2024, to close that transaction by December 31st, 2024. That's a, a worthwhile use of time. You know, the other thing to think about is your role in the business. How mission critical are you? Are you still practicing clinically? Or are you in an executive, a leadership role? And what do you want your uh, your role to be post-sale? Do you want to sell and walk away? Or do you want to be the um, director of business development for the Central North Carolina Division of XYZ DSO? You know, there are a lot of different uh, parameters around role and responsibility, compensation levels, uh, potentially equity appreciation, and the like. Uh, and you want to pay attention to that or think through that uh, and really make it be a component of the marketed sales process itself. So let's think through what your role is going to be after the initial liquidity event. So there's going to be probably, if you build a business that's valuable, certainly, and certainly if you're going to roll equity, there's going to be some amount of working post-sale involved. If your desire is to sell the business and walk away outright, that's going to, again, that shifts the level of risk onto the buyer, and it's probably going to result in a lower transaction multiple and a lower transaction value. On the other hand, if you want to maximize the, the transaction value, certainly if you're going to roll some equity, probably going to be some level of working post-sale. And we want to think about how long you're willing to do that, because if it's one year, we want to build that into the marketed sales process to represent your business. If you're willing to work three to five years or indefinitely thereafter, it's good to know that as well. As we think through uh, the overall risk factors of your business and trying to mitigate some of those risks and, and you know clean up some of those risks ahead of time, that can all create an impact around transaction value. And certainly your role is a primary catalyst around some level of risk. So if yours is going to be a transaction where 
you feel like you've taken the business as far as you can, you're looking for uh, a private equity type buyer, uh, part capital partner to come into the business, infuse it with cash, give it some high octane gas, and and you really want to go along for the ride on the second half of the journey. That probably means you're going to roll a lot of equity into that new venture together, and hopefully have a a very solid second bite of the apple. That type of financial buyer, like a private equity group or a family fund, is a significant ty- is a significantly different buyer than a uh, an industry uh, strategic like an established DSO. They're already in the local marketplace. Arguably, they may not might not value your business as highly, um, and and the transaction value may uh, reflect that as well as the transaction structure. So, based on what you want your role and responsibility to be, the amount of equity you're looking to roll and what your your future future equity appreciation could be, that may tilt the playing field toward one type of a buyer over another. Again, these are just conversations to have and prepare for when everybody is, um, you know, when there's no, when there's no offer on the table, when there's no anxiety, when there's no pressure, we just want to think through all these different aspects and we can run the numbers for you based on the potential deal structure involved. Uh, and it's important for you to kind of understand that, to, to run some projections uh, and, and wrap your head around it because different structures uh, with different buyers mean different things over different periods of time. We do a heck of a lot of analysis around all of this to gain to help you gain clarity on comparing and contrasting buyers. So we talk about that second bite of the apple, and obviously that's the the equity role into um, the parent company venture. And in order to get that second bite out, your pr- or at least at maximum appreciation, you're going to have to wait for the business to recap at some point down the road. And that could be another couple of years after you potentially even ended your working relationship with them. So the the entire timeline, we don't look at in isolation. You know, everybody comes to us and says, how long is it going to take me to sell my business? Well, the answer to that is probably on the low end, five months, on the long end, probably 12 months. But that's not that's not all of it. There's a lot of prep work, there's some cleanup, and there's potentially some improving the business that you need to commit to before you go to market. And depending on what your appetite is for rolling equity and your post-sale employment, there's probably going to be anywhere from two, to two years to, to five years maybe of waiting on that equity role to release after your um, uh, employment is done with a new venture. And when you look at this in terms of totality, it's a much more holistic approach to this next probably one to five years of your life. And and it, it can be broken down into different components. Every business is different and every seller really is looking for something different in terms of a transaction. We spend a lot of time with clients, hopefully before we even start the process, trying to learn all of this and trying to to lay out realistic expectations, both for us and for them. And I think if we do that, it's it's very much an educational process for the client. And hopefully it creates um, arguably a better outcome for all parties concerned. So I would tell you that if you're looking to sell your business before the close of 2022, 
you're probably already late in starting that process. Could we get a transaction done? Yeah, we probably can, but it's going to be working really, really quickly. And you're going to have to move fast in order to make that happen. Don't delay. Reach out right here, right now, today, and let's start that process or figure out with you if it's even achievable. On the other hand, if you're at that point of your career and the overall development of your business where you're considering selling the business in the next probably two years or going to market in the next two years, I'd encourage you to pick up the phone or or book a call with me or DeWalker and talk through that process now so that we can start peeling back some of the layers on the onion that I've hit on today's podcast and start educating you on what those different segments of the overall time frame is. And once we have that realistic time frame laid out according to what your desires are, then we can better forecast for you the appropriate time and date to go to market, whether it be now or a couple of years in the future. This is not an isolated event of just the marketed sale process and the closing process. That's simply a component of it. The overall timeline is a lot longer and a lot more complicated. And if you're going to sell your life's work, you owe it to yourself to pump the brakes and and talk to a quality advisor on on what all is entailed with that so that you have clarity and and a further understanding of all parts of the process that are involved. It's not that simple. And like I say, could be five months, could be five years. Every business is different. Every owner is different, and we all want something different out of that transaction. So reach out to us ahead of time uh, and and at least start the dialogue so that we're all prepared for it. I hope you found that to be a little bit educational. We don't talk about um, the sell side process too terribly often, but hopefully this is a way of kind of unpacking it and compartmentalizing it for you. It gives you a little bit of uh, better clarity around what all is entailed. If you do have questions about it, feel free to shoot me an email. You can always reach me at perrin at polarishealthcarepartners.com. Stick around. We'll be right back with some additional thoughts and to wrap up the show. So before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to um, uh, bring to the fore something you've probably all seen uh, either through email or social media or heard about by now, which is the Scaling from Clinician to CEO Summit that we are co-hosting as a joint venture project, uh, joint venture conference between us at Polaris and the Dental Success Institute. That's Mark Costas's group. And we are really, really excited about this event. The dates are going to be October 5th through 7th in Denver, Colorado uh, at the Sheraton downtown. I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm, I've never really been a huge fan of the Sheraton brand. I don't stay at them that often. This thing, they sunk about 80 million bucks into in terms of renovation, and it looks super cool. There's a video on the landing page if you're interested in joining us. We'd love to have you. Registration is open. The room block is open. We're going to limit this to 150 people, um, and uh, we expect it to fully sell out. Um, The the word just hit uh, all the channels um, uh, this week. So if you haven't seen it, uh, check our our website, check our social media feeds. Uh, We'll link to it in the show notes for sure. What are some of the topics? Uh, They are going to be uh, as follows. 
fundamental challenges of building a group, executing growth strategy, buying and building, or a combination of both. Uh, we'll talk about systemization and calibration for group practices, that's systems and processes. Obviously, we're going to talk legal structures for scale, talk about DSO marketing and analytics, like how to drive more new patients into your, your business. Talk about doctor development, which is the key economic engine of every group practice. Talk banking uh, and capital structures for growth. There'll be some culture and alignment. Uh, we'll talk about financial reporting and DSO reporting as it relates to legal structures, cost center accounting, and all that kind of fun stuff. If you're going to get your financial reporting house in order, give a journey along the sell side process, a journey along the debt recapitalization process. Those are from two former clients that you'll hear from. We'll talk equity structures from profits, interest units, restricted stock units, cap table management, and creating equity on balance sheet as your most valuable currency. That is a tour de force of content. We're going to be providing about half of it, or yeah, maybe about half of it, I guess, from Polaris. Uh, Dr. Mark Costas is, has, has three different sections in all of that, and then we've got three or four uh, industry titans and experts that are going to share their insights into their areas of expertise. I promise you, this is not going to be death by panel or death by PowerPoint. One of the things that frustrates me beyond belief is whenever I attend a, attend a conference and there are a bunch of panelists up there that wax eloquently about the businesses they've built and everybody in the audience is left wondering, well, what am I going to do come Monday morning? We're going to give you a lot to do come Monday morning. This is your time to attend a conference where it's all about the doing. You're going to have plenty of actionable items and plenty of key takeaways. I hope you can join us October 5th through 7th in Denver. Again, we'll link to, to it in the show notes. We do expect this event to sell out, uh, but it'll be our first joint venture summit with Mark and his crew at DSI. We couldn't be any more happy uh, to have uh, that partnership uh, intact for this event. Please join us in Denver October 5th through 7th. And if you have any further questions about it, feel free to hit me back uh, um, uh, directly via email. Again, you can reach me at Perrin at PolarisHealthcarePartners.com. Well, I had a lot of fun on today's show, and I hope you did as well. I hope you learned a little bit about the sell side process, and I hope you can also join us in Denver for scaling from clinician to CEO. It's going to be a great conference, and we're thrilled about it. Thank you so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We will see you on the next episode.